You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. We know nothing. 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 So give us a call. We'll give it our all. Because if there's one thing we know, it's how to pick up the phone. We know nothing, but we'll try. Yikes! Uh, I'm Nikki Glazer. This is... Uh, Guys, I want to let you know that this is my last podcast I'm going to be on for uh, the time being as no! your host. Yes, but I'll be back as a guest, um, hopefully in the future. But it's just, um, I have to go. Yeah, tell us what's going on in your illustrious life. Yeah, I shot a pilot for Comedy Central um, December 19th. Which I watched. Yes. It's incredible. I laughed heartily through the whole thing. Thank you so much. It's a half hour show. It's a half hour t- sex talk show can we say the title uh it's called not safe for work at this juncture right and it is hosted by me and it's really funny and it's uh i worked really hard on it and it was in la you guys know if you listen to podcasts regularly for a little over two months made the show and um it's just something i'm very proud of and we should find out about uh, a series pickup at some point in the next month or two it isn't there's no word on that we haven't even delivered it to them yet um so yeah but will the, that pilot ever be shown no god it was so good elements of it might be used okay great. um but now the this because we're gonna probably Many changes will be made. It's one of my favorite shows I've seen recently, and I think I have great taste in shows, but it's like all the best parts of like my favorite late night talk shows, plus uh, Inside Amy Schumer and Broad City and just really funny man on the street stuff. What was that? Thanks, Chuck. One sketch you did with the driver. Uh, yeah, we did like a taxi cab confessions, but with an Uber driver. So funny. I, I'm really proud of you, and I hope this show gets picked Thanks, up. Thanks, man. And you saw a very short cut of that. That used to be like a longer piece that was like, had some great moments. The problem is with making a pilot is that you, you essentially are making a 22-minute thing, and um, we had probably an hour's worth of great material that we would have, we could have made two episodes, but, you know, we couldn't. So you, had to, you have to like lose a lot of your favorite stuff, and it's hard to to say goodbye but it's a good problem to have anyway it's been cool to watch your process because it's like i liken it to making my records where i get to go somewhere for you know a a good chunk of time and my entire day is devoted to that and my whole spirit is devoted to that yes it is like making an album whenever i hear about people making an album i'm always like jealous of that process but yeah is it similar to nikki and sarah live in terms of like your workload and how much no it was more work because it was a pilot and because um, you know, because our budget, a uh, budget for a pilot is uh, probably smaller than it would be in series. Um, and so you have to like, you have a smaller staff. So people are doing, you know, two jobs for, you know, my boyfriend, uh, is hired, was an executive produ- producer, but he ended up doing a lot more work than, uh, that. And it was like, everyone was just working their butt off. We had like a, only a certain number of writers and, it was just a, an amazing collaboration. Like I just, and and I did work my hardest because I, you know, I just knew the people had given me talks like don't have any regret, like not no regrets, but like just give it your all, like exhaust yourself. And I just did, and it was it was really hard, but it was so fucking fun. What's your life like there in L.A.? Like wake it, up at uh, seven thirty. 
get some work done, drive to the office, be in by 9.30, and then um, stay there till like six or seven, and then go home and uh, eat Froyo, eat some dinner maybe, mm -hmm. uh, which is Froyo, mm -hmm. and then uh, go to sleep by like 8.39. Like I seriously would go wow. straight home into bed. I, I had no... I had no energy to do stand up. I wasn't tweeting. Like no creativeness was being put anywhere else in my life except the show. But watching that pilot was like seeing the fruits of your labor. Like all of those hours a day put into this I mean really well done piece of art. Really funny. Yeah. Like there was no fat in there and it's like Thank I you. that was my most important. You thing. must have a great. Like, this has to be a fat-free show. Mm -hmm. But no, I mean, does it seem like you, when you said that thing about the person saying no regrets, does that also make you kind of go, let's get as weird as possible? Like, if this is my one shot. Yeah, it was like, let's just. I just got to put all of me into it. As right. God dumb as that sounds, like it's just like I don't want to do anything because there were things on Nikki and Sarah because it was a collaborative thing that, like, as a co-host, you you either don't do certain things because the other person's not into it or you do things because the person, other person is into it. And you know, you, a lot of times I would do something that Sarah wanted to do and I didn't want to do, and she would be right. It would be a fucking huge hit. Right. Or I would want to do something and network. she would do it and it wouldn't be a hit. So like I, but I would just wanted this to be like, just me like that. And if people liked it or didn't like it, you know, and there are a lot of things that like, I said and do that I'm sure people are going to be like, yee, but like if you do I like what I do, it. then you will like it. Also, I, as I was watching it, I was thinking, I can't believe that there hasn't been this kind of show ever that I can think of. I mean, you're really, it's like, it's kind of revolutionary. It's what like you're the doing. view on crap. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> but it's just like, it's really fun and it's, it's sexy and it's, I mean, it's not something that you see a lot in this country. Like Thanks, some lady. a woman talking so frankly and confidently about sex. And there's like really a message to the show. At least when it was over, yeah. I was like, this makes me want to change my attitudes. That's funny because <clears throat> I, that's exactly what we wanted to do is like, and when we were shooting the show, we, we shot two different, you know, it was a studio show. And so we st shot two different studio uh, with two different audiences in one day. And at the five o'clock show, when we're talking about pussies and coming and like all this shit, um, Brody Stevens, who was our uh, warm up guy, was in the audience and he was like, Are you having fun? He said to someone, and she was like, Yeah. And he was like, What are you going to do after the show? And she was like, I'm just going to be a perv. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, yes. My message got out. It like, is. it worked. It was so cool to like hear my message back to me, like, not prompted, like, not in a way that he was just asking her what she was going to go do for the night. Yeah. And, and at five o'clock, she said, I'm going to go be a perv. That's, it was awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. I feel like uh, that's the message. That's your purpose in life um, in a way. Anyway, I also wanted to talk about, I mentioned The View because I wanted to talk. I did The View on uh, three days ago. And um, I, I had one of our fans, uh, I believe her name is, she tweeted us today. Ashley? Too. Ashley. Yeah. Ashley tweeted at me. Um, oh, yeah. About Michelle. Uh, Michelle Williams is throwing Nikki some shade or something like that. And I was like, she's the only one who pointed it out, but it was a real thing. Um, yeah, I did the view. That thing. I got asked to do the view. They're bringing in like younger and like more current, I guess, co-hosts because Rosie Perez is out doing a Broadway show, and then Whoopi Goldberg is out um, with like back surgery. And then they always have a co-host. There were three co-hosts that day. It was me, Mario Cantone, and then um, it was supposed to be Joy Behar, but then Joy got sick, right? And so then Michelle Williams was brought in. 
Um, oh, or I think Mario was brought in. Michelle was already supposed to be there. And I was just like, whatever, you know. You know, comedian, spokesperson. Mich- oh, wait, no. Oh, and we're talking about <laughs> Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child, not <laughs> right. Michelle Williams. Because I've been um, talking about Michelle Williams this week. And people are like, wow, she doesn't seem like that kind of person. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. The Destiny's Child, Michelle Williams. Right. Not uh, not the other one. So um, anyway, I just felt like so... It felt you like you guys were talking about George Clooney and I'm well, all let me start by okay. saying I got there very optimistic like oh and she was very sweet when I first met her she was just like very nice and she looked very like approachable she wasn't like this glammed out girl she was beautiful but like very like I was like oh I like her vibe like she's wearing sweats but she like oh really such a beautiful face like she just was like so gorgeous but like not like a diva you mm-hmm. know and I'm saying diva in the sense of any I, I would say that about a white girl but right. with a black girl you feel like you're being a little bit racist but i'm not I, I swear to god i'm not i'm just saying like she was not too big for her britches you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. we're sitting in like the writers meeting mm-hmm. where we like talk about hot topics you know we go over like what is funny what's not and i'm and i made a joke that like just didn't go over which rosie o'donnell who i'll get into her in a second yeah you i know. am fucking obsessed with her she's awesome holy shit i She's my favorite celebrity. Really? Move down. over, Aniston. I swear to God. <gasps> I, I I cannot tell you how much I love Rosie O'Donnell. I, I, I love her. She was so kind to me. I'll just mm. go off on this tangent now. Yeah. So kind to me. So in it like a real, she was in a maternal way. That's what I have for her. I have this maternal like, like I feel like her daughter. I, I just wanted to cuddle with her and like be loved by her. Like not in a sec, not in a sexual way, but like, she just was like gonna take care of me and defend me. She's like a mama bear. Right. She's just amazing and she's so funny and just like says what she wants. And I just I hate Donald Trump and I just love her. Yeah. And um, so any Rosie was like showing us some um, like pictures that she had over the weekend where she was like uh, of her kids and she, in the writers' room. It's about twenty people in this room and everyone's in different conversations. But Rosie is showing Michelle and I pictures of her kids in like a, a bathtub where there's like this new thing that you put in like a capsule and it'll make the color the water like a really fun color oh and yeah she's like oh they just love it and it was like this bright blue tub and it looked like so fun you know yeah and i was like oh that's so cool and i was like uh when i was a kid the only bath color that i had was yellow and <laughs> like rosie didn't hear me only michelle heard me and she looked at me like i had just said the most disgusting thing she'd ever heard like no sense of laughter no like just thought i was being serious and our sound guy just walked out so i feel like he (laughs) feels the same way about whatever he hates you he's like that's engineer too far what? In the tub. She's a dirty girl then. If she has shame about peeing in a tub, like, I don't a know child peeing I'm in a tub. I'm not gonna say that just because. But I, but I will say that she doesn't have a good sense of humor. I think that came across as I was watching the View. Also, she seemed to take offense to everything. Every everything joke. I said, she thought I was making a dig, and a lot of things I wasn't even making a dig. Some things I was, and um. She knew I was going to make those digs because we talked about it in the writers meeting. So it shouldn't have been this big shock to her that I was saying Amal Clooney's gloves were suspicious to me at the Golden Globes because they looked so haphazard and like thrown together that I thought I said that it looked like her manicure, like she ruined her manicure or something like on the way there. And she was like, let's stop at CVS for some gloves. (laughs) Um, And 
I don't even know that I said CVS. I just said, uh, like, I just made some, like, she was covering up something. Yeah. I was going to say warts, but then I felt like that's too far. So I just said her manicure was screwed up. And she goes, oh, don't you take down uh, my girl Amal or said something like that. And I'm like, wait, uh, you knew I was going to say that. Don't act like this is some, like. Like you already rehearsed it in the writing room. And what, are you friends with her? Like, what? This is the point of this. Like, everyone was making fun of Amal Clooney's gloves. Like, what? And then, um. And then my mom like forwarded me something. Catherine Griffin said something about a mall Clooney's gloves on uh, Fashion Police or oh, whatever. And there was like this big headline about it. And she was like, great minds think alike. And I was like, yeah, Catherine yeah. Griffin. Because I fucking love Kathy too. Anyway. It's like children not being able to understand irony. Yeah. It, I mean, it was essentially that. Like she just had no capability of understanding that. I almost felt like you know it's, she's not so being a jerk she just like doesn't that. understand like and most of the audience didn't I felt understand like half the either. audience was that way too i mean i made so many jokes that they just stared at me and then i realized like oh this is what happens on the show you just bomb <laughs> right but like people at home might be <laughs> laughing but you, you just bomb over and over and guess what the only person i wanted to make laugh rosie, rosie O'Donnell. o'donnell and she loved it she did and so did uh nicole the um What's her name? Uh, Nicole Wallace. She's the Republican chick on the show. Yeah, I didn't know um, her. But she's awesome. And she, after the show, she just didn't, she didn't get some of my jokes because they do come out of left field when you're like talking about a serious topic. And then I'm just like, I farted once. I know. And, like, I, I love that you said that at 9 a.m. or whenever it was. I mean, you can fart at any time of day. I know, but just morning TV is so bland. It's so bland. And so I said, uh, yeah, I said I fired my trainer because I realized I was paying someone $150 an hour to teach me new ways to hold in a fart. <laughs> And it's a hilarious joke and it was killing all weekend and it was brand new. So I like, it I killed in our in. living room. Well, it died in the view <laughs> studio audience. I mean, people looked at me like what? And then Nicole didn't even get it. She was like, well, you look good. You fired your trainer. I was like, that wasn't the point of the joke. I was like, Ugh. and then, um, I feel like they, they get the joke or they hear it and they're just, they just gloss over it. Cause they're not interested in comedy. Like, yeah, maybe that's it. If they're just not, it's not the right forum for it, but that's all I do. So it's what yeah. I am going to do. And that's what I'm brought in there for. Like right. just make jokes. And, uh, but Rosie, uh, was just so kind and was like, kept saying how funny I was like on I know, air. I heard was that. Really she was like, that was great. You were really funny. She, yeah. So she was just like said friends. over and over and she was so sweet. And I just, I'm obsessed with her. Get like, us an invite over there for the weekend sometime. To Rosie's like yes. house. I, I mean, I think know. Rosie just like hangs with her family on the weekends. Like, I know, but like a barbecue or something. I, I'm serious. Like I wish I had been born. Uh, uh, like, you know, when people say I'm meant for another time. Yeah. I'm meant for another time another because family. I, no, I meant to be doing comedy in the 80s so I could be friends with Rosie and have a real friendship with her right now. Right. Because I can't have that because our age gap is too much and our fame <laughs> gap is too much. And she just has like a lot. She doesn't need friends. But like I want to be best friends with her more than I've ever wanted to be best friends with someone. I could see that. You with shoulder pads and a blazer in front of a brick wall going. I mean, I just wish I could have gotten in earlier on, on being friends with her. Like she is someone, someone I recently was talking about like who would you invite to a dinner? Mm-hmm. And... I'd want her at that dinner now. She's coming. I think that's part of that quiz, that New York Times quiz where you ask the person. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. That was so cool. My dad sent me this article about, uh, it was in the Times a few days ago, um, the, any a way that people can fall in love or 36 questions to falling in love. Anyway, Google it. It's really good. But there are these, the writer talks about how she goes on this date with this person and there's there's some scientific study that says if you have enough eye contact with a person like four minutes of eye contact with somebody and you do these series of questions to each other which are really intimate 
probing but interesting questions, then you have a higher chance of falling in love. Yeah. So you and I were reading this article, not to each other, not staring at each other for four I minutes. I mean, I'm looking <laughs> in your eyes right now for about five know, seconds really... and it's uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, four minutes is, four I don't minutes. I don't think I've ever looked at my boyfriend that long in the eyes in the course of our relationship. Like if you added all I the know. times we've looked at each other in the eyes together. <laughs> I honestly but don't I, like I don't do that. I remember crazy. acting classes though where we would do that and mm-hmm. then you'd be like, Oh my god, I see into their soul. And then the the writer in the article was talking about like the experience of not just looking at someone but then having them see you and then you experiencing being seen by someone else and how intimate that can be. But I think one of the questions was like who would you have for, over for a dinner party? I mean, they weren't, you know, too personal. But then it, the dinner party question always throws me because I'm like, I don't want Jesus and, you know, Jennifer Aniston at the same table. That will be so distracting. Because I can't, I can't focus on both of them equally. So I want people that are going to get along. Right. You don't want, uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know. But Rosie O'Donnell has a spot at that table no matter what because she's, she's cool and she's funny and she gets it and she's has stuff to say and uh i feel that way about her too and like sandra bernhardt show did you ever watch rosie o'donnell show i think so when she had a talk show yeah she was like ellen before ellen did yeah ellen. totally she was so fun, fun and ballsy. it was so fun and ballsy i just love her and what then happened? she lost the show because she had on tom Selleck, and he they got into a debate about the nra Oh my god! And that was when Rosie became villainized to everyone, pretty much. I remember that was the there end, was, beginning I didn't of know the it end. That was because of Tom Selleck. Yeah, she had him on, and then they got into a fight about guns in the country. And I, I couldn't be more on Rosie's side if you put a gun to my head. So, <laughs> um, thank you. Sound guy just did a rim shot. But um, yeah, so I just love her. She just doesn't give a fuck. Okay, good. Let's have that dinner party. But we don't. Ha- We've never had a dinner party at our house. Yeah, because we eat froyo for dinner. <laughs> There's no room. I love them though. I feel like my life in other cities has been that way. Like in Portland, I had dinner parties all the time. Well, you know, there's an app where you can like uh, sign up to have a dinner party where like you pay, like you would go to a restaurant, and you go and you meet strangers at a dinner party that all come together with this app and you go to someone's house and they make you like a four course meal. Oh, that makes me so sad. It sounds really, it sounded really cool in this article that I read. Really? Yeah. Like it sounded like, wow, they're really interesting people like all getting together, knowing each other. Or I could just call like you and Ryan and Phil and have a dinner. I feel like it would be so awkward. It's like, a good way to meet new people if you if you're into that kind of thing, which I am not. <laughs> I know who I want to meet, and it's Rosie O'Donnell, and I did, and now I love her. Can we talk it. about your Amy Schumer sketch where you guys are all dressed up as '80s people on Instagram? No, it is on Instagram. Yeah, though. but you can say that, but we can't go okay. beyond that because uh, well, you look great in '80s material garb now from even pictures. Really, come to realize, yeah. By the time this airs. Amy. No, uh, it, the picture's still up, but it's interesting. Like at first, we were told to take it down because oh, there's been the some show. thievery just from like people seeing pictures of what's going on in shoots. Wow, not from Amy's show specifically, but like it's a thing that happens in the industry. Yeah, that didn't people, someone like, just steal one of your jokes on something? No, uh, John Stewart did the same joke that I did, uh, uh, that I had done on The View, but then he did it that night, I believe, or the night after, and it was just. Uh, it was the same joke, but I don't think it was stealing because just coincidence. That would just be insane. Yeah, yeah, it was just coincidence because, I mean, I, th- I it was the first thing I thought of. So someone else had to have it be the first thing they thought of when they saw that picture. What was the picture of? It's everybody? a picture of everyone in France, like all of the um, 
leaders, world leaders that assembled in France and they were walking, marching in a line. They all had their like arms crossed, linked, linked together, walking. And I said that was the most intense game of Red Rover I've ever seen. <laughs> and then John Stewart had essentially the like the most powerful game of Red Rover, I think uh. was his line. And uh, my dad sent it to me. He was like, someone stole your joke. And I'm like, I don't think that's the that's case. That's flattering if it's true. Yeah, because I don't think Daily Show writers watch The View. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, though? Yeah, but uh, no, it's more flattering than anything. Like, oh, good. Something I thought of as view is uh, Daily Show worthy. I know. I can't believe this is your last pod. We're going to miss you, babe. Thank you. I'm going to miss you guys, too. Like, this has been... Oh, this has been a wild ride. <laughs> I think we've had 37 episodes or 38 wow, or something. That's a pretty good that's run. A, I know it's a lot. Thanks for bringing me in. Yeah. Oh, my God. What was it before you? I don't even know. I don't know. You can go back and listen. I won't. I don't like to hear my own <laughs> voice. <laughs> I have notes here from things we've never gotten to. Oh, wow. That are hilarious that I have no idea. Do you ever do that? You look in your notes and you're like, I don't even know what I was talking about. Like one says, Daddy, wipe me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember that. That's I know what that both is. of us in our childhood. Like I still remember calling my dad to come wipe me. <laughs> like I can, I can. Re- I was old enough to re- like. That's like, I can remember being on the toilet and just being like, "Can't do this, Dad! <laughs> dad, wipe me!" Like just. Screaming I remember it. being like eight, and my dad being like, "You're eight. It's that's it. It's over." Yeah, my dad's like, "You're 18. <laughs> it's time." Um, okay, so we covered that <laughs> note. Six years ago, I settled for Mr. Good Enough. I have no idea what that is. I think I read an article about about that. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I read that article, too. I think I wrote it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I think I read that, too. How about this? Wanting attention from... <laughs> I have no idea what this is. Wanting attention from parents. Nikki and Poison Ivy Bush. Oh, yeah. Did I tell that story? No. As a kid, I just wanted attention so deeply that my mom told me to avoid the poison ivy bush at the bottom of our driveway. She was just like, if you go to that tree, you will get sick and you will break out and hide, whatever she said. Yeah. And so I went directly to the tree and I took off a huge leaf and I just rubbed it all over my stomach and my chest, like on my bare chest, put it under my shirt and rubbed it everywhere down my arms. And then I, my mom was just like, it broke out obviously immediately and she was just like, what did you do? And it was just like, and then another time my mom broke her foot because she was cleaning up our playroom and she dropped a Cookie Monster piano on her foot and she broke her foot and she was in like crutches and like got a bunch of attention. So I took the Cookie Monster piano and I just would like put it above my foot like a couple inches and just drop it, but it wasn't like doing anything. So I just remember doing that. Why? So. How did a Cookie Monster piano break your mother's foot? She just was, it's a very heavy like, thing oh she was picking up moving it and she dropped it on her foot that's so cute and sad nick you wanted attention yeah you needed it you weren't loved enough or or you felt that you weren't loved enough Uh if you're nikki's mom and listening (laughs) she is not (laughs) she doesn't care my dad has never listened to the podcast my mom's like i've listened to all of them no way (laughs) are you serious that makes me feel so weird no who cares you're gonna go do anal jokes for your family this weekend but i don't want to do them for your mom (laughs) (laughs) mom mama you probably do anal what did she say what did she say about the podcast where you talked about leaving you in the snow she laughed and thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And she still to this day is like, it is stupid. This country it's is. so, that <laughs> podcast was so funny. What did she think about your dad bringing a pizza in my room? <laughs> <laughs> did she ever talk about that? 
She just laughs. Um, my dad doesn't even know that podcast exists. That's like a meme. I've I've seen people hashtag like pizza dad on Instagram. Wow. And talk about my dad's socks are a meme because he always wears these disgusting, dirty white socks everywhere. He wears them like outside. And um and pizza the going into your room. How do people know about these socks? What are you talking about? I always Instagram my dad on the couch and he's always wearing these white socks oh, that are okay. disgusting. I don't know why. They're like gray and they have holes in them. Um, the other day I tried to post one and he like, he was, he was, um, hip to me. He was like, no, no socks pictures. Don't. <laughs> and now he's wearing these Hanes socks that have gray bottoms. So it doesn't even look as dirty as it could. But yeah, she thought that was weird. Um, he sort of makes jokes still about how he's like, I'm going to come visit you guys and I'm going to check out Nikki's room. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I miss him in there. Um, what's going on with you? Um, I'm going to LA to finish the record next month. Um, I'm going to miss you an awful lot. I'll see you probably. I know. We'll get Froyo together in LA. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to Portland and finish it up. I'm just excited. I'm no longer on a major label, so I'm going to have to do some crowdfunding because now that it's a new era, Nick. So it's like people are my record label. Yeah. So I'm going to have to, you know, ask the people. I hear they're good. I hear they're good too. I'm excited. It's, it's going to be more of a fun relationship, I think, with my fans. So, because I support all my friends that do this, like pledge music campaigns. Yeah. yeah. Um, at Somehow first, you it don't think annoying. you're worthy of it, but you are. It's not that. It's that I, I feel like it's uh, in the beginning, annoying. I felt like it was annoying. And I was just like, can I just give you money? Please don't make me watch this video of you talking about stuff. But with the bands I really like and want to support, I will watch all that stuff. And I do want, like, Juliana Hatfield made a record. You Here's the thing she, then. Yes, I do know who she is. But you, you do? Yeah. Um, she wrote a book that my friend gave me. To I read. have that. Yeah, I it's have it so too. so good. Um, he was like, this will make you feel good because it's like about a girl on the road. Yeah. Um, uh, or on the streets. I don't know what she did. Uh, Not on the road. Okay. Um, but you... Uh, but in a way, you do feel like you don't deserve it because you think that people are just going to be like, I don't want to watch this video. But they will. So I was right. Yeah, so maybe saying. you're right. It's I have to find a way to do it. If you were Taylor feel... Swift, you would not question if people wanted to watch that video because you would know that they did. And that's why she is who she is, huh? So, well, I'm just saying, like you, it people always care still about you feels just as like. Much can as I have Taylor. your money? But then I watch this Amanda Palmer TED talk. But guess what? They don't need to give you money. When you walk by a homeless man, do you feel bad for not giving you money? No. For maybe a second, and then you don't. Yeah. So they, they people don't do things they don't want to do. And since music is so free and given away now, it's like that's how you're going to make your money is yeah. by people sponsoring you in a way. People need to understand that musicians don't make any fucking money. Correct. Unless they are huge and tour. Right. Yeah. So this is the way. Yeah. It's like sponsoring is someone that you believe in and then I can go make my album. So I'm excited to do that. You've made some good dough with like songs and shit though. Yeah. That really, if it wasn't for That licensing. always impresses me. It always makes me happy because then it means I can stay in our apartment for a couple more months. Yeah. Um, uh, you were on The Good Wife. Yeah. You, uh, Mob Wives, you wrote a song for that show. But yeah, I did happen. write a song for them. And it's a cute song. Yeah, it's, it's a very great. cute song. Because you liked that show. And then you were like, I the music on the show is great. I remember you saying that. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm going to have a song on Mob Wives. I was like, you said that that was, <laughs> like, you went out and got it. That was cool. We'll see if it happens. It, it's a funny uh concept for an episode that they have but then at the last second they were like we don't know if that thing is gonna run and it was a whole plot line so we'll see 
Then I had a song in a commercial for Canada. I just know that one of the women talks like this. <laughs> they all talk like that. She just talk every time She's you watch it. She's a fucking it. rat. Every time you watch it in our apartment, oh. I'm just listening to women go like this. That's Big Ange. God, it's so fucking weird. I'm sorry, that must keep you up during your naps. Oh, dude, I've never heard you during one of my naps. Like, ever. That's good. Never. So, yeah, I got to make more money. You probably licensing. heard me during my naps, like, sweating. I have night sweats, like, a What's bitch. going on with that? Is my that your... room just smells like a gym locker because <laughs> I just sweat all day long. I wake up, I have to I have to change out of my clothes. They're drenched. I mean, I've sweat all down my stomach, everywhere. What like, is it? Has it always been like that? Or is it like no, a side No, I think effect? it's my Zoloft, but I don't know how to, I don't want to get off the Zoloft, but I don't know how, I just got to Google it. You know, <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you do. You have to. I had a really bad cold and I was like sweating my ass off and I kind of enjoyed it. And I was thinking about you. And but I, I'm not hot. I'm bundled up. I'm like cold, but I'm sweating. Are I'm you just always like, sleeping with the AC on? Like, do you sleep with it on now? Yes, always. It's freezing. It's not. It's not in my room. It's fucking hot. And then if I open the door, uh, open the window, then it's freezing. So okay. I just, and I like the whir of, I know it's a waste yeah. of energy, but it's the whir of the AC and, um... And it's not cold. It just keeps the room like normal. Really? I get cold with it. Okay. So you're just under your little down comfort. I sweat crazy. Um, My boyfriend calls me sweaty Peretti. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys spoon? No. Why? That seems like the only reason to be in a relationship to me. (laughs) Do you know my joke about the app Urban Spoon? No. Is that a black cuddling app? You can have that, everyone. You can have it. Why did you say no with such assurance? Um, about cuddling or spooning? Yeah. Because I don't like, I like to be like on my own. Like we'll cuddle a little bit, you know, post-coital cuddling, like where I'm just like, you're the best. And, I'm blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he's kind of, he's Do just putting up with it. Rapper, baby rapper girl. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. I'm just a little baby rapper <laughs> and I don't even know. Uh, yeah, so I'll do that. I'll do. A You'll little, do that while you're spooning. Yeah, I'll just do a little like. Oh. Look at your face. Who is this guy? Look at his face. Like talk like that. Just yeah. talk like an idiot. Like for you like, do to a dog or something. Yeah, pretty much like. Oh, look at his widow face and like <laughs> nibble on his earlobes or something. It's so weird. I get that, and then you back away a little. But then bit. it literally lasts less than a minute. Literally less than a minute because I know that he's not there. After a guy comes, they don't want to like. yeah at least for him it's not that he's like repulsed by me in any way he just isn't as like amorous as he is before that so uh, they only cuddle for us let's and i don't want to really do make him do something he doesn't want to do you know so i'm just like all right and then um but it sounds like it's something you don't want to do either yeah i mean i i do but i'm not like if i really wanted to do it he would fucking do it you know but i just could like take it or leave it you know yeah. i get enough affection from him when i want it if There's i did something it, then... about waking up while i'm being spooned that i really like i've never woken up being spooned ever maybe because i sleep on my stomach so you can't spoon you me. do yeah with those tits oh my god <laughs> i love it i need to press them down <laughs> need to keep them keep them uh keep them firm put them yeah like they're otherwise they're wobbling all over the place <laughs> i mean i wear a bra to bed every night an underwire bra i know that's so. that's why they are how they are 
They're, they are not how they are. I feel like they are halfway down my fucking stomach. <laughs> I saw a picture of me yesterday and I was like, Nikki, why stop. are my boobs so low? <laughs> but they're not. When I get naked, they're like in D shape. But like in this picture, I was like, is this an optical illusion? Did someone Photoshop this? My boobs are halfway down my stomach. It was crazy. Who cares? They're great. I think boobs that hang low are nice. They don't hang low, by the mm. way. I, I don't give a shit if you think they hang low anyway. Not you, on I know. Just the listener. You could think they hang low. I don't give a shit. They're That's amazing. a personal pref of mine. Like, I always used to watch movies like Annie Hall and see Diane Keaton smoking a cigarette in, or maybe it was Manhattan. I forget which movie. But she'd be, like, in bed with Woody Allen in a tank top and have, like, low-hanging boobs. And she was probably, I don't know, 29 or 30. Yeah. And I was like, that's so cool. I can't wait. Oh, man. It looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> No, I'm not saying they were hanging low. They were just, they were perky, but they were low perky. Yeah, that's gravity. Fuck! Double Ds. But here's the thing. No one knows. TJ Miller, during my pilot, made a joke that I don't have big tits. I know. Like, you got comments like that And before. I was like... It's because you're so lithe and tall. People... It's because I don't wear, like... I don't exhibit them at all. Same with you. You have big tits, but they don't come out to play because you don't bring them out. Like... I bring them out for certain people. Oh, my people. God. My boyfriend and I always make fun. Like, we're both, like, our biggest pet peeve is when, like, girls go, like, the ladies are out to I play. Know. The girls are out to play tonight. Like My friend Romy used to always say that. She was like, girl, I'll tell you I don't have a boyfriend because you don't ever let the girls out. Get them out. Ooh, I was like, I can't talk like about it, my breasts like, like that. Yeah. Um Yeah. That said, Nikki and I are both wearing bustiers at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I um, I got some big old titties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna miss you, Glaze. I'm gonna miss you too. I wish what you else can we all talk the about? best. Our of vaginas. Let's talk about Phil and how much we hate him. <clears throat> I'm just I can't. kidding. I love him. I would never. Oh my God! There are so many Bill Cosby records on this <gasps> fucking wall. There are. Here we are. At Let's Stand talk about New that York. piece of shit. Um. God, how? I hate him. Look, there are, there are six Bill Cosby records on the wall. Oh, seven. Eight. Wow. Um, all I'm going. thinking about are all the residuals. Yeah, what we were talking about. Eight Bill about Cosby this. records on this goddamn wall. Ew, he is. One of them's called Revenge. Oh, for what, Bill? For what? At which point were you convinced? Like after after a woman four? Right away. Right away. You know. Right away. Yeah. Why? Because. Why would someone lie about that? Yeah, they don't want. I, I mean, I remember hearing about it back in like 2005 or whatever when it first came out, and like the chick was on Matt Lauer on the Today Show and and came out about it. Like then they settled out of court and all the women went away, but like now they're all back. And there's under there's just under 30. Think of how many of those women have died since then because mm -hmm. they're in their 60s and 70s. Or uh, my friend Jenna brought up the fact that maybe they died. When he drugged them, like these women were severely drugged. If you had like a condition, mm -hmm. he could get rid of, like he had people that like, you know, aided and abetted his situation. Did you read the Beverly Johnson article about it? The model? No. Oh yeah. Who came out? Yeah. And he tried to fuck her and she said, I have She's an like, STD and your wife will know. And so he put it in her mouth and she no, said that she, was worse. I think she said, you're a, you're a, oh, oh you're, you're a motherfucker. You're a motherfucker. And he yeah. pushed her off or he like got mad at her, yeah, dragged he her, her down the stairs and then put, put her, her in a cab. cab. Yeah. She got out of there without. Because she instantly knew she was drugged. Like yeah. she was like, I don't want coffee. I don't want coffee. And he's like, this will be the best you've ever tried. Like. Horrible. And 
he keeps doing shows. It's like, go away. Go away. Like, why do you need to do shows? Do you need more money? No, you're about to fucking die. I hope he pulls a, um, what's it called? Not Joe Paterno, but the guy who covered him up for so long. I think it was, it was Paterno covered up. Paterno died because he was so, like, he got exposed as covering up what's-his-name's, uh, yeah. uh, all of molestations at, uh, Penn? Yeah, at University Yeah, what's-his-name? God damn it. Sandusky. Sandusky. Oh, that's right. Molested all those boys. <laughs> yeah. Paterno knew about it, covered it up. It okay. came out, and Paterno died, like, immediately after, wow. you know, it... Yeah, two days after. So Why do you think I was, was hoping that would shows? Cosby would pull up Paterno and just fucking die. Because um, he's... He's scum, and he got away with it. I can't believe he got away with it for so long. He's still getting away with it. He sells out shows in fucking Canada. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? People who defend him disgust me. You're an idiot. You're just as bad as him if you defend him, in my eyes. Yeah, we were talking about this with my family back in, in uh, Mexico, and my dad was like, so really interesting, interesting. Why do you think uh, Why do you think he did it? Or why, why do you think that, uh, why are you convinced? I'm like... 14 women at this point have come out or maybe it was like up to almost it was 30. T- it was over 20 <clears throat> by christmas time yeah yeah and i was like why would you not believe that i had an advent calendar and every day you pulled out <laughs> a window and it was a new woman in With her a 70s cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like passed out <sighs> terrible but yeah it's it's uh it's amazing the way that sexism i think is so pervasive that we're just like well a crazy crazy woman they just want their moment in the sun it's fucking nuts it makes me so sad and mad and just like i posted a really awesome comic on my instagram that i loved uh about i love that the yeah. charlie is it hebdo yeah is that how you say it? um jesus christ sorry uh they posted a like muhammad and uh an orthodox jew and uh the pope i think and they all had their feet up like around a coffee table and the coffee table was a woman and it, a naked it said woman, yeah. a naked woman and it said we can all agree on one th- well at least we can all agree on one thing or something like that yeah the good thing is we can all agree on one thing yeah i loved it I, that was great it was like it really spoke to me i don't know i'm um the, the older i get the more i'm furious about being a woman and like how sh- like you know like i heard recently did we talk about this on the podcast where like there are so few only uh children that are women no, I don't think so. I don't remember that. Because people want to have a son. And so when you have a, their only children's son, like crazy. Because they're like, oh, we can stop. We got a son. Yeah, you're right. But women, they don't stop. They're like, they let's just keep rolling that dice. And then that, that's the why there's so many families with so many women. And eventually they're just like, okay, fuck. Yeah. But like, you won't. It's, I mean, it's like that's been proven. Scary. There are studies that prove that like, an only, like, it just doesn't. People just don't want women. It just sucks. It makes me so angry. But it's true. Like, that's why parents keep having kids. They're like, I got to get that boy. I got to get that boy. It's just, it's, you know, we don't have it as, my life obviously could be much worse. And, you know, there's worse things, uh, worse uh, prejudices in the world. But being a woman, the the more I open my eyes, the more I'm like, fuck this. Now that you're in a position of a lot more power with your show and you're the head of the show and you're, you know, the star and you're writing it and creating it what are you running into in the business about it do you ever feel like people talk down to you or like 
you know, that you're like, you wouldn't say that to me if I wasn't a woman. I have said there's one thing and it was um, <clears throat> said to me by someone who loves women and loves me and doesn't even realize that this is something that you're like, wow, you wouldn't say that to a woman. But like someone was giving me advice about the show I was doing and was like on my pilot and they were telling me to like go into this next scene or whatever you're doing. And they're like, be fucking body and ballsy and just speak your mind and own it. And like, you know, just really own it. And he was telling me to do all this stuff, which is a great pep talk. And he's like, you're never scared to tell me the way you feel. You're never scared to stand up to me. So uh, do it here. And I was like, um, yeah. And why would I be like, yeah. would you ever say that to a man? Right. You're never scared to tell me how you feel. Big boy. Because no man would say that to another man. You're expected to be but a outspoken. Woman, right. They're like, well, you don't. She's do. a, she's a firecracker. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> much like you, um, you talk to me in a way that like, and he wasn't saying it was a bad thing. He was just saying like he noticed that I can boss him around yeah. and like as I should be able to do. But it's it, it's just a thing that you wouldn't point out if a man did it. Yeah, that's interesting. But as a woman, you get like you get uh, kind of rep, not reprimanded, but uh, it, people make you aware of it. Like you do a thing that not you shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's interesting. There's I'm trying to think of any other circumstances where it, it's occurred. I mean. A lot of things are like, you know, it's a, when you're making entertainment for a, a network <laughs> that is driven by uh, ad sales that are geared towards um, young men. Yeah. You got to appeal to young men and a lot of things that you say as a woman, young men don't want to fucking hear about like your period or like, and so you, we have to not be able to say those things, but that's just the way it is. And I... That happens on stage, too. I'm like, I'm going to talk about my period. And people mm -hmm. are just like, ugh. It's <laughs> like, sorry that this thing. I mean, I love Chelsea Purdy's joke about, like, if men had periods, it's all they would talk about on stage. Yeah. Drip, drip, drip. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> I just love that joke because it's so, it's true. It's so true. Yeah, they wouldn't, wouldn't stop hear the end talking of it. about it. Like, yeah. If you bled a week a month, oh, my God, and you were a guy, you'd never hear the end of it. It's yeah, true. but us, it's like. Don't talk about it, ew. Yeah. Like, Fuck you. Grow up. My friend is dating a doctor right now, and she was telling me that, like, she was like, it's the best. He doesn't give a fuck. He's not grossed out by anything. He'll fucking go down on me on my period. Like, he doesn't <laughs> give up. He's He's been to, like, you know, Doctors Without Borders. He can fucking <laughs> handle it. And I was just like, that's amazing. I loved it. Yeah, it's always nice to meet somebody that encourages you when you're at your goofiest or your grossest and they're not turned off by it, they're actually turned on by it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll end with a story um, real quick. So as a gag gift for one of my, from one of my writers on staff, because we would just talk about sex stuff all day long. And my boyfriend and I were both working on the show. So like people knew that we were like doing shit, you know, obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, as a gag gift, this guy who's kind of a perv and a wonderful perv sent us like those bouncy balls. You know, those like big balls like that you do sit ups on the yeah. like, exercise balls, but it had like a dildo built on it. Oh my God. So he sent us two. He was like one for Chris and one for you. And it was just like a joke. Like we were, uh. weren't even supposed to use it, but we blew it up just so we could send a picture to him of, of me like on it clothed, just being like, I love it or yeah. whatever, you know? And um, so we blew it up. Like Chris like used the bike pump it came with and blew it up. Oh my god! And uh, and I posted the picture, and we sent it to Tom, and he was just like he loved it. And then um, it was just like a round. And one day I just was like, let me just like try it. Like I was with yeah. Chris, and we had just had sex, I think, like minutes before. And I was like, I'm still 
ready down there. <laughs> can, and so I just did it as a joke. Like he was just like, glaze, don't amazing? do that. And I just started bouncing on it. And then it, he was just like very turned on by it. Cause I was just like being goofy. Cause it was like, I wasn't really getting turned on because I had already had sex, you know? Yeah. But then I started getting turned on and then he did. And then it just like inspired this whole sesh. Was it great? It wasn't great, but it was just like, wow. J- jumping on a dildo. But it was like not a dildo. It was like a, it was, it wasn't as sturdy as a dildo. How you know big was it? Like a grande or a venti? Grande. Okay. <clears throat> grande. Um, Ariana Grande. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I use that weird sex toy. That's a story. That's, that's great. That and um, your new show, I'm excited about. Those have nothing <sighs> to do with each other, but. They do. One inspired the other. I'm okay, just into good. like trying some weird shit, you know? Good for you, girl. You masturbated the other day. Yeah. You bounced on a bouncy ball with a dildo. Yeah. Where's that toy now? In LA somewhere? You know what? It's so funny because I had to get rid of it because I moved out of the apartment that I was staying in where you read my text message <laughs> was... exchange with the landlord yeah. or the guy that I rented it from. Or they heard screaming. Yeah, because I was auditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, I put it out by the dumpster. I just put both these bouncy balls. I put Fully I deflated. Blown up? No, oh. I deflated the one that we blew up and threw it in the dumpster. And then the other one was like still in the box and I just put it next to the dumpster. Like some <laughs> homeless man might use this as a towel or something. I don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's what became of that. So I hope it went to a good home. Well, we're all going to put our energies together and channel good thoughts for NSFW to be picked Thank up. Thank you. Love having you here. Please come back in. Thank you so much. Guys, thank you for listening and coming to my shows. I met some fans, I think, last weekend. And um, I'll miss it. And I hope you uh, still follow me on Twitter and Come out to see me and still listen to the show uh, despite my absence because it's going to get good. Yeah. Gooder. All right. Bye, guys. Oh, Thank wait. You. It's Phil's... been a fun run. Oh, Nick. We <laughs> love you. Okay. Phil's dates, um, if this is still around the time when it airs, he'll be at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase February 22nd through 24th. Hecklers in Victory, BC, March 10th, and the Comedy Mix in Vancouver, March 12th through 14th. And I've got dates coming up in San Francisco, Phoenix, Traverse City, Michigan, uh, Canada and Calgary and uh, Vancouver and just all over the place. So check my website, NikkiGlazer.com for those details. I'd and love to see you, you at a show. find my albums at AnyaMarina.com or iTunes or Amazon or any of those good places. I have new music up on Bandcamp as well. And keep your eye out very shortly for a new pledge music campaign for my next album and you can support me as my sponsor slash record label thanks for listening to we know nothing bye nick bye